You're with Dr. Darlie Lees, bringing you uncommon insights and practices on wellness, relationships, and spirituality in seven-minute nuggets or less. Believe it or not, negative emotions can be our portal to joy. Have you noticed you can't fake joy? You can flash a smile even if your heart's not in it, but fake joy? Extremely difficult. Joy shows up when we are whole and undivided. As Christians, we can often forfeit joy when we think we have to push down, shut off, or pray away negative emotions such as sadness, frustration, fear, and anger. In his book, Telling Each Other the Truth, psychologist Dr. William Backus observed, when we only allow for the experience of positive emotions, we subscribe to the errant belief that, quote, the Christian witness would be ineffective unless they always appeared positive, happy, and perfectly righteous, even when they felt just the opposite inside, unquote. Negative emotions are communicating something important, and unless we listen, we can't make room for joy. Let's look at anger. Anger, in and of itself, is not immoral. Be angry and do not sin, Psalm 4.4. But maybe you're like my friend Alice, who grew up with emotionally abusive parents, married a man who is also emotionally abusive, and has been conditioned to be a people pleaser. I never get angry, she once said, and believes that is the saintly response to her abuse. She is an always smiling, highly accommodating, and overextended Christian. However, what her lips won't express, her body has. Alice suffers from severe chronic pain. Dr. Gabor Mate is cited to say, the chronic compulsion to people please lends to chronic illness without organic causes. The truth is, anger and even resentment are the correct responses to abuse. Doctors Cloud and Townsend in their classic book Boundaries share this insight. Quote, People who can't get angry when they are being violated, manipulated, or controlled have a genuine handicap. Anger is like a fire that shoots up within your heart, letting you know there's a problem to confront. When we acknowledge that truth is always our friend, we often give ourselves permission to be angry, unquote. And waiting on the other side of anger? is joy. Let's look at sadness. We often get the message that sadness has no place in the faith walk if we trust in God's sovereignty. Not so. Christian characters throughout scripture experienced loss, sadness, and shed tears. Hagar, Jacob, Esau, Joseph, Naomi, Ruth, Orpah, Hannah, David, Nehemiah, Job, Jesus, Mary, Martha, Peter, John, and so many others are recorded to have wept. Fun fact, tears of sadness have a different chemical makeup than do tears of joy. Tears of sadness contain toxins that crying flushes out of our system. For some, holding space for sadness seems like opening the door to depression, and that is scary. I get it. I actually think, though, the opposite is what ends up happening. Depression can occur as a result of suppressed sadness. Instead, let the pain run its course and no joy awaits you on the other side. Let's talk about frustration. Frustration can happen in relationships where you speak up about behavior that hurts you, but the other party is unwilling to see or admit to the harm they have caused, or they give lip service to addressing the issue. Because frustration is a negative emotion we think good Christians should shun, we resort to telling ourselves the real problem is we lack patience. 
And so the very thing frustration is trying to bring to our attention, the fact that we're probably in a toxic relationship, is what we deflect ourselves from in order to meet some unrealistic ideal of the never-affected Christian. Such is the case when dealing with narcissists, a type of toxic person that is as prevalent in the church as in society. I talk about narcissistic traits in the bite-sized, deep dive of an episode entitled The Distinction Between Emotionally Healthy, Emotionally Codependent, and Emotionally Abusive Relating. Here's how you may feel while in a relationship with a narcissist or other manipulative character. First, the constant gaslighting makes you want to record all your conversations. Because you're so often told that what happened didn't and what wasn't said was, you think your memory is going. Rest assured, it's not. You just got ensnared in crazy making circular conversations that lead to nowhere. Second, and this is a big red flag. You feel exasperated as you find yourself teaching the basics of civility and general manners over and over again to a grown adult. Third, you feel hopeless when the much needed changes in the toxic person's behavior are short-lived. Clinical psychologist Dr. Romani uses the rubber band theory to describe relationships with narcissists. She says, you can stretch a rubber band and it could get quite long. But if I let go, that thing is popping back. The heartbreak of narcissism is that you can actually train this person to be a little more empathetic, to not be so jerky, and not be so entitled, and actually listen to other people. Here's the but. When life isn't going the way they want, the rubber band comes right back, unquote. It's not that they don't know to do better. It's that they don't care to do so. Dr. Romani offers a solution. Focus on your healthy people. We put 90% of our energy into our dysfunctional relationships and only give 10% to those good, loving people who have our backs. Flip that, she says, as in the ratios. And you'll find frustration give way to joy. Lastly, let's look at fear. A good place to start is 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Fear, as well as anxiety, can alert us to an unhealthy dynamic in a number of ways. It can be your stomach dropping at the sound of their ringtone, seeing their name on caller ID or in your inbox, or hearing their voice. It can be a feeling of dread that comes over you when their key turns in the door, signaling their home. It can be the practice of walking on eggshells, avoiding certain topics, and pacifying the other person. When you feel fear, lean into this truth. God's presence gives us the courage to tackle it at its root so we can make room for love and joy. Looking for a safe, healthy place? to give voice to and work through negative emotions as they arise in life's relationships, Dr. Cloud provides an online support group at boundaries.me. I'll include the link in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. See you next time.